0: everybody and welcome to the RV Miles Podcast, your home for RV and camping news, reviews, travel guides, and more. I'm Jason.
1: And I'm Abby and this is episode 26 of the RV Miles Podcast. If you want to get today's show notes, you can pop over to rvmiles.com episode 26. You can follow along with RV Miles and keep up to date on social media at Facebook Twitter, and Instagram, and Jason and I have rolled out a brand new website for Our Wandering Family, and if you want to follow our travels, we're over at OurWanderingFamily.com. We're also on Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, and Instagram.
0: On this episode, we are going to cover our our sort of takeaways from the 2018 Mid-America RV Show in Kansas City
1: recap time recap
0: time we're going to talk about some of the we talked about on a couple episodes ago tips and tricks for visiting a an RV show we've got some new ones to add to that and and just some ideas about some of the campers we saw some of the features we like some of the features we don't like and then we're going to take a trip through a few of our favorite RVs that we saw at the show, do
1: we have a top five or is it more like top seven? Yes. <laughs> I think. Five, six, five, six, seven. Five, six, seven. Who knows? But before we do any of that, though, I think we need to acknowledge that this is the six-month episode. It is. We have been at this for six, six months, months straight. I just said to you right before we started recording, I don't think we've stayed. I don't think we've stuck with anything for six months oh, outside of on. our outside <laughs> of our marriage and parenting. <laughs> That's not <laughs> I- true. I don't know, Jason. I After we're done here, go back and give that a real hard thought. <laughs> I mean, we did work in theater most of the time. Every show you work on, you're That's in true. it for a few weeks, you do the run, you're out, you move on.
0: That's very true.
1: Our career has never been built on one thing's longevity. On permanence,
0: which is why we <laughs> roam around the country randomly.
1: Probably. <laughs> it's just who we are, right?
0: <laughs> All right. Let's hit the news for this week. And there is some good stuff. The Tampa RV show is happening right now. The, the big super show in Tampa and a lot of the manufacturers are rolling out some of their new models. We're starting to get a look at 2019 stuff.
1: I can't believe that. It's like January.
0: <laughs> Here we go.
1: 17th, 18th.
0: So Jayco is down there showing off the new Class A Embark diesel pusher. Embark used to be their Class C motorhome line. They discontinued it a few years ago, and now they're relaunching it as a luxury diesel pusher. And Jayco's never put out a diesel pusher before. They have a few other Class A's, but this is their their first diesel pusher, and it's on the new Spartan K1 chassis, which is really cool. I know it's sort of geek talk to talk about the <laughs> chassis underneath there, but what I love about this chassis is made specifically for this Motorhome is they have this side mount service center up by the driver's side of the cab. So you can open the door and right inside this side mount service center, they don't tell you exactly what's in there yet, but it's going to be like things like your air filter, your fuel filter, your oil filter, stuff like that, all easily accessible on the side without getting underneath the RV. I think that's really cool.
1: Oh, you are loving all of this. (laughs) Whereas I think the interior looks amazing. The interior looks great. It really does. It really does. It's gorgeous. And I think if, you had said to me 10 years ago that I would be getting excited by the interior of an RV, I would have told you you were crazy. But this is a really nice layout.
0: Yeah, it seems like so there it seems like they're trying to target an audience that wants luxury class, a little bit of expense, but not too expensive. It's not a super long RV. uh, It's not in the four hundred thousand dollar range no
1: but we did read and we don't have total confirmation on this so don't set it in stone but we did read that they were going to price this around 275 to 300 000 i think that is expensive
0: well yeah so the, and that's, that's going to be the msrp so you're going to probably be able to get into one of these for around like 200 to 225 000
1: unless you're the RV that was at the RV show last weekend that's MSRP was like 310 and they were trying to unload it for 180 <laughs> and we were like what's wrong with this maybe
0: it was a little overpriced in the first place
1: maybe just maybe just maybe yeah
0: i mean that's common with RVs that they they the MSRP is just out of this world over what you should be paying way more than automobiles. Uh, And that's something you'll definitely see when you go to an RV show and and see the show prices that they're selling them at compared to the MSRP.
1: So there is an article on RV miles about this that Kind yeah, of gives an interior view. There's a and, video of uh, yes. a
0: walk around that j Coke did. We've got link, that linked there. And then we've got a photo gallery as well.
1: Yeah. And they have a few different paint jobs for this one too, which I love. And I really
0: like that yellow one. Yeah. That's what I
1: was going to say. The summer solstice. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's it's like a bright yellow. Oh, it's so cool. Oh, it's
1: very cool. I mean, it still definitely has the swoops and the swirls, but the color on it really yeah. kind of works well with it that works. sort of design. So, I like it. You should go over and check this article out, though, too, because I think you're going to like it just as much as we do. Yeah, and
0: three different floor plans, too.
1: Well Um, done, Jayco. Yeah,
0: well done. Next on the news list is the new, I used to, when I, when I was in college, I had a Ford Ranger Splash. It was the smallest truck you could imagine. You know, it's got those little sidesteps on the back and (laughs) splash and like rainbows. Can I just
1: say really quick, the word ranger followed by the word...
0: It doesn't really go together, does it?
1: I can't even get it out. Those two (laughs) words next to each other really don't convey to me what this truck is about. I don't get it.
0: But Ford has now reintroduced the Ranger line of mid-sized trucks. And these are not your... Little are ranger splashes from flash? the late 90s. No, these are really cool. And I think they're going to be really awesome for people who want to tow small RVs, teardrops, pop-ups. Uh, I, They they say they're going to have best-in-class towing. The, the towing capacity hasn't been listed yet, but best-in-class towing for that class would mean over 7,000 pounds. And the off-road package is super sweet. It has this thing. It has this... It it's like cruise control. They they bill it like cruise control, but it's it's for off-roading. So basically the computer deals with the speed and the individual braking of the individual wheels all at once. While you're if you're on like a, a dirt track, an off-road dirt track, you're just dealing with steering. I think that is so, so cool.
1: Yes, you do. <laughs>
0: it's it's gonna be a great off-road truck. It's gonna be a great small bouncing around truck, and it's got a crew cab configuration so you can fit 5 people in one in a Ranger. I mean oh my Ranger my, range, no! my, my <laughs> Ranger like you didn't even have that space behind the seat to to put anything let let alone a person.
1: Well what amazes me too when you talk about the Ranger you used to own and how tiny it was was that you still Got tickets for owning that ranger in the city of Chicago.
0: I did. All of the time. Yeah, because you can't park a truck on the street in the City of Chicago. Because they considered thing, it a
1: commercial vehicle. <laughs> this thing was smaller
0: than our minivan. Smaller this thing was smaller than any car I'd think I've owned. I, other than our Jetta.
1: I'm pretty sure at the end of the day, the amount of parking tickets you got for owning that splash yeah. was more than probably what you paid yeah. for that truck. Probably. Probably. So now you need to upgrade. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Now I, I, don't know, I think mm. we need a ranger. We'll have to talk about it later.
0: <laughs> I don't know where <laughs> we're going to put it. Right. Okay. And the final item on the news list for this week is we've talked about so many times the Camping World purchase of Gander Mountain and all these other outdoor retailer stores.
1: The gobbling up.
0: The gobbling up of all these outdoor, these small outdoor chains and the new gander outdoors brand is opening all of its new stores across the country they plan to have 69 open by may they have just launched the new gander outdoors website and we did a we took a tour through it and we did a price comparison we looked at 20 different items on the Gander Outdoors website. We compared them with the prices at Cabela's on their website and with the prices at Amazon. And we found an average of a 16% savings on the items that we checked over Cabela's.
1: Gander Outdoors has come to play.
0: That may be a surprise for anybody that, you know, has shopped at a camping world <laughs> and has seen their prices. <laughs> the same company owning it. We'll see how long it lasts. But I think uh I think this is a cool place to shop because not only do they have not only are their prices cheaper, their and their prices were comparable to Amazon, by the way. Most of them exactly the same as what you would find on Amazon. Yeah,
1: or Amazon was like four cents cheaper. Yeah.
0: But you don't have to have a Prime membership to get free shipping. Gander on or, orders over $50, offers free shipping and Cabela's doesn't offer that and they have a price match guarantee, which a lot of stores have. Cabela's has a price match guarantee. But Gander's price match guarantee is offered online. And most stores, it's only in store. Gander, you can utilize their price match guarantee on the website as well. Plus, if you're a good Sam member, your good Sam card gets you a discount as well. So I think it's going to be a great place to shop for outdoor gear.
1: Yeah, they have made a statement that they're really trying to compete with Amazon here in regards to like online prices and how consumers shop. And I think a lot of consumers shop online, especially now when it comes to this kind of gear and the things we need, because like we do, we bounce around to different sites and we find out which one has the best price. It
0: makes a lot of sense. I think they realized, you know, they don't have the largest product line. They have Cabela's has stuff that they don't, they have stuff that Cabela's doesn't, but they've realized that, Hey, if we're going to sell stuff online, we we gotta compete with Amazon, or it makes no sense to sell stuff online, yeah. right? You know. So, I think
1: everyone says that now. If we're going to sell something online, we have to compete right. with Amazon.
0: But to be able to buy stuff over the internet from them, take it into a store to return it, buy stuff in the store and get the same price, I I think it's gonna be great. Again, we'll see how long those prices hold, and right. if this is gonna be sort of an introductory thing to. to to get people in the doors or what. But I'm I'm excited about the new Gander Outdoors brand.
1: Yeah, let's circle around in a month and see if it's still the same.
0: Okay, that is the news for this week. So we will take a break now. And when we come back, we'll have the answer to last week's brain teaser. And we're going to start digging into our takeaways from the Mid-America RV show. Okay, Abby, hit us with last week's brain teaser.
1: All right, here we go. What is bought by the yard and worn by the foot?
0: I know the answer. Carpet. 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 Worn by the foot. Your foot wears it out.
1: And you buy it by the yard.
0: So tricky. The winner this week randomly selected from All the Right Answers was Alice Walters from Tennessee. We'll be sending Alice an RV miles decal and we'll have the new brain teaser at the end of the show. We just finished a a whirlwind of the Mid America RV show here in Kansas City. We spent a lot of time there and we were able to go through 90% of the the RVs there. Or at least I I did. I I went one day by myself without Abby and then we took the kids on Saturday. Yeah, which that is was wild.
1: Wow. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that right now. I'm still trying to process it.
0: <laughs> so it's been a while since we've been to an RV show. Um, the one thing that I would really want to stress from uh, from our tips and tricks of, of visiting an RV show a couple weeks ago uh, is that, yes, the weekends are very, very busy.
1: Very busy. Even if the weather feels like negative 20 outside, <laughs> which it did it was. on this Saturday. That place was packed and people were lined up almost out the door before oh, the event started to get tickets.
0: This, I don't know if maybe they weren't as prepared as as because in the past on the shows I've been to, there are a lot more ticket booths and they only had one ticket booth They had one ticket booth. And I
1: think they actually had two. I did see the line split itself. Okay. close And then to- they
0: had they had a uh, an online pickup for yes. your tickets as well. But this line was circled and circled and circled through this big, empty hall just to get. I mean, you would have had to wait an hour in this line Mm -hmm. to get into the show easy, if not more. So big takeaway. A, if you can visit on a weekday, do. It's so different on a weekday. I, I was we were in RVs with nobody else for almost the entire day on the weekend there's like 9 or 10 people inside almost every rv with you all the yeah. time. It's wild. Or at least at this one it was. And I think the interest in rvs lately, the fact that they're growing so much has a lot of people out shopping for them. You know, with with sales up over 10% last year, that probably means that interest is up more than 10%, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh and then purchasing your tickets. Purchase them in advance. Do not purchase them at the door. And and whenever you can, arrive when the show opens. Now, on the Saturday, we were there pretty much when it opened, a little bit after, and that line was, was all over the place. Plus, parking, major issue. A lot of these convention centers are located in downtown areas where they're near hotels. And if you're driving in, it can be very difficult to park at a lot of these convention centers because they have they sometimes they don't have a big dedicated parking lot for them. They have many multiple ones and they fill up.
1: It can also be expensive. We were surprised it
0: twenty dollars to park, and and that's that's a high rate to park in Kansas City. Parking is usually not that bad here at all.
1: No, not at all. So that was Saturday, but we started on Thursday. Yeah. Jason and I went by ourselves. We spent almost the entire day there and it was so enjoyable. It was quiet. There were not a lot of people there. We got an opportunity like Jason said to really walk through and check out some of these rigs and that's really the way to go. If you are seriously like I want to purchase something from the show, try to go on a weekday. So that you can have a little bit more space to actually spend time inside the rig. Yeah,
0: just like messing around with the little features, getting yeah. a, getting a salesperson to tour you through. And the sales the people are great at RV shows. They're really not giving you a hard pitch. Not at all. They know a lot of people there are not going to purchase. They're really just giving you an idea of what the RV's all about.
1: Well, and the thing, too, about going on the weekday versus the weekend for us was that I also didn't feel the pressure to exit The RV, because I didn't feel like there were 10, 15 people. You could sit
0: and wait. Right. You you could relax.
1: (laughs) Right. So weekdays, I think, are a casual stroll. Weekends are for getting in and getting out.
0: But there are are less things going on on the weekdays. There's going to be less of the seminar type stuff. There's less of the sort of giveaways type stuff happening. This is true. Uh, Less activities for kids and things like that. Uh, And even, I, I don't even think, this convention hall, didn't seem very prepared for this because they didn't even have tables set around the concessions. They only had one concession stand open, even though it still was fairly busy on Thursday. And, uh, and, and you couldn't, there was no place to sit no, unless we you sat were on the floor. in an RV. You had to sit on the ground <laughs> yeah. on the cement, uh, but they rectified that the next or the next couple of days. So I thought that was interesting that it just really didn't seem like they were planning for a whole lot of people. And maybe that had to do with the ice storms in this area. I don't know. This show is uh, a dealer show. The Mid America show is a big show. With that first day, we saw maybe half of the RVs. We, we visited about half the floor plan there. So it does take a long time to get through these, and that's why we suggested in the in that that RV show visiting episode that you really do want to have a plan. Although it was a little difficult for this one to make a plan because the map was kind of useless.
1: It was. It just said, bit.
0: "Okay, here's these four different <laughs> yeah. uh, dealers that are going to be there, and we just had to follow our have. gut,
1: <laughs> but, so where the RVs led us."
0: <laughs> but, um, but this is a dealer show, not a manufacturer show, and the difference is there are some shows that manufacturers bring their products to as a company and uh, try to drum up interest in them in that way, and they have cool displays and and things like that. This show is a dealer only show, so the dealers brought all the RVs. Uh, there are some manufacturer reps that we talked to there, and but a lot of these smaller shows across the country are going to be these dealer shows, and that means that these dealers are trying to sell these units first and foremost. Uh, for a couple different reasons. Some of them are overstock items from their lot that they just want to get off the lot so they can make way for the new stuff because it's the winter season. So you can get some really good deals that way. And some of them are newer models that are, that are not even available to buy. They might've already sold them. We saw lots of trailers that had already been sold even before they got to the show that were only there to spur interest in orders for that, that RV. Um, and then finally, this being a sort of smaller show, not a lot of motorhomes, uh, especially the big Class A's. There's only a few. And that's going to be pretty true at some of the smaller shows. But a ton, a ton, a ton of trailers.
1: So many trailers. So many fifth wheels. The one, so many.
0: The one thing I was disappointed about the selection of, though, is there were zero Class B's there.
1: That was a real big disappointment. I, I, I think, was hoping to go through and check out some Class B's. I think
0: it has to do with the fact that Class, you know, Class B sales were up 23% last year. I think it has a lot to do with the just lack of availability of Class Bs right now, and that you really do have to order, order them and wait for them if you want a new one. And if you want a used one, you might have to fly across the country to get it. So there were a few seminars at the show. We didn't really hit those. Um, they did have a, a selection of vendors talking their wares
1: they did they had a very small like just sort of square you could go around right plumped in the center of the convention
0: here's these things are weird you know sometimes you go to these rv shows expecting to see a lot of like camping gadgets and and stuff that would be useful in an rv and we've seen a little bit of that at some of the rv shows we've been to in the past but they're always just so packed full of like gutter sales people, window sales people
1: well i mean not all <laughs> of us are full-timing though so if no, you can I know, score I'm, a totally good deal on some windows or some gutters decks, while you happen to be buying an rv i mean you just knocked out two household items like I, right there
0: i just don't know why they, they assume that people that are buying rvs are looking for gutters but it's, I mean, it's always it's always windows and gutters.
1: It is. No, I'll tell you who was there. And I fully regret that we did not go back to this vendor was the bunk cake lady.
0: Oh, yeah. The bunk, bunk cakes. Wow. Uh, and, and the dip lady.
1: And the dip lady. There's always
0: a dip lady selling yeah. her dip.
1: I mean, I'm sorry. You give me a free sample and I'm going to take it. But that lemon bunk cake with the cream cheese frosting. I, f- I only have a few regrets in life. That's one of them right there that I didn't buy it before we left.
0: But some people are expecting to see like solar panels showed off and, uh, you know, outdoor kitchens and things like that. There was not. There's many usually of that not there. a lot of that unless you go to the really, really big yeah. manufacturer shows like Tampa, which is happening right now.
1: I was a little surprised by the lack of campground representation, though.
0: Yeah, not a lot of that. There was a KOA had a rep there. Missouri State Parks had mm-hmm. a rep there. And usually at these places, there is there are campgrounds selling sort of their annual Uh, resort fees and things like that, but we didn't see much of that here.
1: Missouri is really rich with camp opportunities. And so I just felt like that was unfortunate that that wasn't pushed a little bit more to encourage people to camp their state and check out their state parks on a local level.
0: Regardless, the main reason that you're there is to
1: walk walk through through RVs. RVs. (laughs) And
0: first of all, let me tell you, remember to wear some good shoes and, uh, and, and stretch beforehand. Oh,
1: my gosh. I was so <laughs> exhausted by the time we left that first you day. You no. don't
0: realize how many stairs you are going to go up and down. No. But there are stairs into every RV and you're going up and down them and your legs get quite a bit, quite sore. That combined with the fact that there's nowhere to sit unless you sit inside an RV.
1: My body reminded me that maybe a few more stairs in my life might be <laughs> right? a good thing because the next day on Friday, I was not feeling so good. Now, granted, we were there on Thursday For nine hours. We were there for nine hours climbing in and out of RVs.
0: So, one of the things that I love about RV shows is that you can get up close and personal looking at the manufacturing quality. And we definitely saw that on display. You know, there's a lot of talk about how terrible the quality in the industry is. And you definitely see at an RV show what people are talking about in some RVs, mostly the real, real budget trailers, but you also see a lot of examples of luxury and it kind of becomes a get what you pay for scenario.
1: But I don't think what you pay for should ever include poor craftsmanship no. to the point where well, the, the wood is split because you, you drilled the screw in too hard. Or
0: we saw a lot of counters separating yeah. already. You know, these are brand new trailers and you see the counters that's got a, you know, flat counter surface and the the banded countertop edge. A lot of those separating which makes me you know my one of my big takeaways is any RV I ever buy is going to have 100% solid surface countertops but I I think part of that has to do with the fact too that these are some of these are those RVs that they're looking to get off the lot
1: absolutely, and
0: they're having a hard time selling them because There might be some build quality issues you you might see random staples in the walls that are sort of covered up with wood putty and um, and and you can definitely tell which brands do some of that stuff and which brands don't do some of that stuff.
1: And if you are able to or willing to kind of take on that renovation once you purchase one and you can get a really good deal from them and mm-hmm. discuss some of these things that you're seeing. You know, I see that this is going to have to be replaced. I see this is already starting to Can I to get fall a apart. discount for that? Yeah. Absolutely. And then you can go home and you can do those things yourselves and improve the quality of your RV. That's still a really, really great deal. I would just like to see us treat these lower budget rvs with the same care that we treat the higher end ones yeah
0: yeah it's a lot of it's about quality control Mm -hmm. um and the speed that they create them one one thing that we really realized when if you want to get an idea of the build quality of of a trailer especially is to look into the storage compartments Yep. Uh, because a lot of the storage compartments on the cheaper ones are they're unfinished first of all, so you can actually see the construction underneath.
1: I was really surprised by that, mm-hmm. to be honest.
0: And, and then the nicer ones, of course, are going to be finished. They're going to have walls inside the storage compartments. They're going to so have a nice, nice
1: rubber floor yeah. and, and walls as well.
0: But even the even the cheaper ones, you can look up and you can see what kind of wood did they use for the floor? Is it OSB? Is it solid plywood? Uh, how, how thick is the stud structure that's holding up the floor? All that sort of stuff you can sort of view from from underneath the storage compartments.
1: And unfortunately, I would say more than once we checked out a storage unit and we were shocked to see what it looked like in there and disappointed. And my immediate thought was, was just based on this particular spot right here. I wouldn't buy this.
0: And I I don't want to brand shame and I'm not going to. But they were all the same brand. Yeah. I'll say that. They were all the same brand. Yeah. Some other things that that we we noticed that, uh, especially in some of the newer models that we liked and disliked, that the new a lot of the new Class A's there there are some Class A's out there that are sort of in the same budget category as Class C's, and the same length, and uh, you know there's these sub hundred thousand dollar Class A's that are for occasional travelers and for family travelers who can't afford the big Class A diesel pushers, and they're all. They're all gas models. Some of these new designs kind of look cool from the outside, especially like with the, there's a couple of Jayco's with a big arcing front. But when you get on the inside, there are some issues where you're just, a, if you're in the driver's seat, you're a mile away from the windshield. And you've got these giant posts blocking your view. So really get up in that cockpit and take a look around and feel what it'd be like to drive this vehicle. Because you'd think a, a class A, you would have the greatest view. and I didn't think that that was true in some of the newer class A models.
1: And I think too, your perspective is that with. Wander bus, we have a flat front. And I'm so I'm
0: right up there to that window. You are I'm right up there.
1: Yeah. You are right up on front. You have got full view of everything. And I think when you come from that kind of driving perspective into something where you're further away, you immediately start to notice all the blind spots. And yeah. if you're starting to notice multiple blind spots and you're gonna be driving something as big as a class C or a class A, that becomes a safety issue for you, for the people around you. So, absolutely look at that. Like, I was surprised, yeah. even sitting in the passenger seat, how I noticed several blind spots that I wouldn't have even been able to assist you if you had asked me a question like, Can I get over or do you see anything XYZ? I couldn't see them.
0: Some things we really like that we, yeah, let's we, talk about we know. That. Let's talk about some good <laughs> things. Um, I really like trailers specifically that have the outdoor kitchen close to or over the axle. And there's a reason for that. We have seen many, many times at campgrounds, people with an outdoor kitchen, and they've got the the grill, the attached integrated grill, and it's all the way at the back of the trailer or all the way at the front of the trailer. And the site is on a slope. And these grills are already kind of high in the air, so you see people grilling with the grill up at their shoulder height, yeah. <laughs> trying to look into the pot. We've you know? seen
1: people standing on stools like to grill.
0: <laughs> so when the when the outdoor kitchen is near the nearer to the axle, the axle the the tires are always going to be on the ground or close to, and you you can guarantee a little bit that you're going to be at a more comfortable working height for your outdoor kitchen. And if you plan to grill all the time when you're traveling, I would recommend not getting the integrated grill. Just get a RV that has a propane hookup and have your grill separate that you can put on the picnic table or on, on its stand on the ground and plug it in there and just use the countertop space and the fridge and the sink of your outdoor kitchen.
1: And another feature outside of your rig that I'm really liking now is the solid step that goes all the way down to the ground. We had an opportunity to go into a lot of different RVs that have the solid step that goes all the way down and the ones that don't. And there's a huge difference in comfortability getting into the rig and also just stability itself. Like it feels solid. You step on it and you can go up into your RV and it all, it doesn't rock. The RV doesn't move. Yeah,
0: there's a, there, you can they hold a lot more weight. Yes, and they do take a they these these steps swing up into the doorway to to close and and move on down the road. So there is a little bit more work involved. Yeah, especially if you're just wanting to stop at, uh, you know, you want to stop at a rest area for lunch and get into your trailer. You have to sort of swing this step down and then you there are two little feet that you have to adjust to the ground in case the ground's not level uh but you know it maybe takes a minute longer
1: i just have to say after spending a day where we were going into over a hundred different rvs by the end of the day My feet and my body were so happy to see steps that came all the way down to the ground. And I think to myself, if you're full timing, if you're taking a long trip and you're in and out and you're in and out, you are going to appreciate having something that's much sturdier than just stairs that slide from underneath your rig.
0: If you're older and you're a little less sure on your feet or your little people, you have little people, children, um. It, it, your pets it's just real solid to go up and down and the, the steps are bigger it, they're they're real nice we, we like them a lot
1: yeah i paid a lot yeah. more attention to an rv that had that feature than i did the ones that didn't like they really got my like attention as oh this they're, is one i would want to live in
0: they're putting them on pretty much every fifth wheel that's sold now yeah you can you can get them on a lot of travel trailers as well uh but you can also get them installed aftermarket if you already own a travel trailer or fifth wheel. You can you can have one of these solid step units put on. Can we have one put sweet. in Wonder
1: Bus? Cause... Well,
0: you can't really put them on a motorhome because how do you get out?
1: I... <laughs> Good point. I don't know. You just jump over or put it on like some and kind of... And our
0: stairs are built into the bus. They're made out of metal. They don't move
1: just thinking to extend beyond yeah, the stairs yeah. inside the bus and like just go all the way out
0: so those are just some of the things that we ran across that we liked and we thought were interesting at, at this show so we're gonna take a break and when we come back we're gonna talk about some of the 2018 models and brands that we found interesting and uh, and that would be sort of ideal especially for families but for some solo and couple travelers as well
1: we'll be right back
0: So at this show, we were really on the lookout for some RVs that prioritize families. And we think that's been a big change in the industry over the last few years, especially in motorhomes and some of the bigger units where they're really looking at adding floor plans now that offer options for families and larger families and not just the couple solo travelers anymore.
1: Yeah, I think that's the key that you said there, larger families. One of the things we talked a lot about with sales individuals and manufacturer reps was The idea now that more and more designs are coming out to have permanent sleeping space for large families, and that has always been a big issue for us. It's really the main reason why we built WanderBus was because we didn't want to have a space where we had to convert a table or a couch every night to have one of our kids have their own sleeping space. So what's been really great that we noticed at this particular RV show is that there are options now across all different classes.
0: There have been RVs forever that have said, you know, we sleep 10 people. And uh, for us, and I think for a lot of people, converting beds is just not something that they want to do a whole lot of unless they're sacrificing, you know, size in the vehicle itself. So, so we were really on the lookout for, for exactly what Abby said, those permanent beds or beds that were real easy to convert.
1: Yeah, so we have a little bit of a list we're going to go through here. And as I was thinking back on all of these, in my mind, the ultimate would be able to own each one and then have a big giant <laughs> garage. where Take
0: out whichever one you yeah, want at whatever time.
1: What do I feel like driving around for the next three months? Do I want to take the trailer or, you know, the motor home? So these are some really great options. They're going to touch on a lot of different price points, too, so that if you are looking in a specific area that you want to spend – you will have something here in this list that you can look at.
0: So the first one that really caught our eye in in the travel trailer segment is a thirty three foot Coachman Catalina Quad Bunk
1: Quad Bunk and trailer.
0: This is this is just a it, the show price was twenty three nine, so very much on the affordable end, and uh, it's a sixty five hundred pound trailer, but it had a bunk room in the back, and the bunk room had corner bunks, which we really liked. So there's two of the bunks go one direction, and then there's one bunk on the top that goes perpendicular to that, and then there's sort of a fold-out couch below that. So the bunk room sort of acts like a playroom. There's a little corner TV stand unit that could put the Xbox in there and storage for toys and all kinds of sort of
1: stuff. It's really, it was such a versatile space, and one of the best things about it was it also had... A dedicated, solid door that you could close off at night and have their sleeping space separated from your living room and kitchen area by something that was really truly soundproof. Yeah,
0: or, be- or- better than some of the other options like sliding screens and yes. and uh, curtains and things like that.
1: And the actual living space itself was really well laid out. It felt nice and open and big. I could see our family of five being very comfortable in this space. The kitchen dining room table itself was the horseshoe shape, Yeah, one of which those U-shaped huge.
0: dinettes. And we really like those. That was one of our big takeaways, too, from the shows. We really like... The u-shaped dinettes because we think we can fit our whole family around them you do sacrifice a bit in the size of the table itself yes so putting you know dinnerware for five people around that isn't as easy but if you want to play a card game things like that uh, you you certainly would have a better chance of doing that with a family of five in one of these u-shaped dinettes than the standard two booth dinettes yeah
1: and you know in our mind too When I think about all of us sitting down to eat a meal together, mostly that's dinner. Uh, Breakfast and lunch, I kind of feel like I'm throwing food at people just as they want to eat it. Our kids just kind of eat all day long. But when we do all come together for dinner, if the weather is nice, we're eating outside at a picnic table. Yeah. That's definitely going to accommodate all of us.
0: Our dining room table is certainly a picnic table more often than not.
1: Absolutely. And so... I don't look at it so much in the sense of like, oh, I wouldn't be able to lay out all of my dinnerware and the silverware and the glasses for everybody at this small table. But I do look at, at can we all get around this and be together in this particular space if we're just having snacks or we're playing a game or the kids are doing a little bit of schoolwork or whatever it is. And so my mindset doesn't necessarily look at it so much as like, can I serve a three course meal at this table? Not that I serve three course of meals, <laughs> let's just make that abundantly clear.
0: <laughs> the The Catalina quad Buck also comes with an outdoor kitchen and uh, a heated underbelly option. This this show price model at twenty had the heated underbelly. Uh, and so that's a big deal. I think that's if a really you big are a full
1: timer for sure. Yeah,
0: or you just want to extend the season quite a bit.
1: Good point. If you just even want to go into winter camping, which we highly recommend that you do, this for twenty three nine to have that option
0: and you can get this exact same layout and and have instead the bunk room be a double bed. So if say you only have one child uh, or or two children that you want to have share a double bed, you can do that as well and it's more like a bedroom
1: the kitchen was really well laid out. I think I said that earlier, but just in regards to being able to navigate it and the size of the fridge and stove and everything, you could have a larger family in there and be able to have everything you need and stock a refrigerator for a long trip.
0: Moving along to fifth wheels, there's a fifth wheel that we saw that we really liked. uh, And this is sort of in the budget fifth wheel category. This one is under 10,000 pounds. It's 34 and a half feet this is the heartland sundance xlt quad bunk fifth wheel and the show price was just under forty thousand dollars
1: do you see a theme here yeah quad bunk
0: (laughs) (laughs) this the this one had the quad bunk room in the back and this one was bunk over bunk on two different sides and what i thought was really cool about this one is that the whole bunk room was was raised a bit Mm -hmm. it wasn't a ton of sort of play space in there but they really utilized all that space underneath the bunks on the outside for an extra giant storage area you know in a in a fifth wheel you usually have a decent storage area somewhere in the back and an even bigger one up in the front this one had a ton of storage underneath
1: yeah and i think we have a picture up on the rv miles instagram account of the kids inside this bunkhouse area of the fifth wheel just they loved it they loved it
0: this one had sliding parlor doors for the bunk room which we were positive and negative on one of the nice things is you can slide it open the door doesn't get in your way and you can open up the space some more the negative is is they don't really seal very well uh, and, uh, and they did have windows in them, which lets light through, which I actually, I I don't want because I want to be able to be out in the living room with the TV yeah. on and not have the flashing light go into their bedroom.
1: Jack thought that having a window at the top of the bunk, like next to where he would be sleeping yeah. was just like the coolest thing ever. And all I could keep thinking about was you're going to try to slide that open And then you're going to fall out (laughs) because you will do that. That is just Jack 100%. (laughs)
0: One thing you do sacrifice a, a bit with these rear bunk room models is, you know, if you're backing up your trailer on a nice spot overlooking a lake or a mountain scene or a stream or something like that. Often there's a big back window that you can sort of look out on. It's in part of your living room. If you've got a bedroom back there, well, those people in that bedroom are the ones that get that view in the morning and, and you can't sort of enjoy it through the day, but you can always walk outside.
1: We saw some fifth wheels. (laughs) Yes, Jason, you can always go outside. We saw some fifth wheels that had that back window that you and I both were like, this would be just an incredible. Especially when
0: they put the TV there, but the TV sort of, can disappear on a motor and and open up the big bay window. Really love that. Absolutely. Moving to the motorhome category, we really like the Class A Coachman Murata's. Coachman wowed us a lot at the show.
1: They did.
0: And there are two Murata models that we saw. And the one that's sort of available is the Coachman Murata bunkhouse. It's a 35 foot gasser. These are sort of in the kind of budget category of class A's they they retail for nearly 200,000 but the show price for this particular model was 90,000 just about and this one had two bunks in a hall closet as a lot of motorhomes that have bunk houses do and you can sort of close off these closets and then if you don't have kids with you the bunk house turns into sort of a clothing closet you fold up the top bunk and then there's a curtain rod that goes in and you can you can hang all your clothes in there you could store tubs and whatever this one also had the bunk that lowers down on a motor over the cockpit area so for us three kids three bunks that's absolutely perfect and it's a two bathroom so you've got the hall sort of half bath and in the back you've got a much larger bathroom with a decent sized tub shower combo
1: yeah and i should say about all three of these as well because we haven't mentioned it yet all of the bathrooms were fantastic. They were big. I could see being able to help a small little person take a shower, get cleaned up. I could also see us as big people not feeling claustrophobic in those spaces. They did a really good job of thinking about the type of traveler that's going to be using those bathroom spaces and making sure that there was plenty of enough space for everyone to be able to do what they needed to do in there.
0: (laughs) The other... Murata that we saw. It's not available online. I think it might be a dealer stock only version, but they have had these in the past as well. And this is the salon bunk version. And what this is is, in the living space, you've got a sofa and a dinette, and again, one of those nice U shaped dinettes. But overhead of the sofa and dinette that are next to each other up in the soffit of the ceiling completely concealed away you press a button down lowers two bunks
1: our kids thought that was just the coolest yeah. thing ever
0: and you don't have to close it all the way so you can store stuff up underneath there you can put all their bedding and pillows and even toys and books and things like that and on it's there. high
1: enough that you do not have to worry about yeah. sitting at the dinette or sitting on the couch and feeling like you've got the ceiling lowered down onto your head. Like there was absolutely plenty of space. Jason's a pretty tall guy at six one and he was able to sit there and still feel like he wasn't going to be crushed by this bunk above him.
0: And all of the upper bunks in the coachman motor homes had netting too, that you could put up when the kids are sleeping to keep them from falling out of bed too, which I absolutely love.
1: I did. And I couldn't, That's just another one of those features that I felt really the manufacturer was thinking about the type of traveler that would be interested in this particular coach, because I will say that is something you don't commonly see, or I should say I have not commonly seen when he hooked that netting. And it wasn't just a little netting that maybe only went, you know, a few inches up. It went all the way up to the ceiling. So you could put your kids up there and really feel like peace of mind that no one is going to roll out of that and fall many feet onto the floor.
0: Yeah, and the the downfall with this type of setup with the salon bunks is that you can't really use the living space very much while your kids are sleeping. But you do have a decent sized bedroom you can go back there and have the TV and everything and your bathroom back there, but if you do stay up a lot later than your kids, like we do, like we do, <laughs> that, that could be a bit of an issue. I think this one, the salon bunk version is more an ideal thing for kids that are occasionally with you. If you have grandkids that visit that sort of situation, or if you're
1: just an occasional weekend warrior. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think for us, because we're on the road full time, I want to have a dedicated space for the kids. I want to have a place that they can feel ownership of, that they can decorate themselves and have their toys in there. Just like I want to have my own dedicated space. I don't want to convert anything to go to sleep at night. So I don't want my kids to have to convert anything either. So thinking back on these three choices, I would absolutely go with that fifth wheel or that Coachman trailer probably before I went with the motorhome. Absolutely,
0: yeah. So those are some of the family options that we really liked. Let's talk about some of the other RVs that, that really caught our eye. And these these three are are more for couples with maybe an occasional guest.
1: These are Jason and Abby RVs in about, <laughs> oh what,
0: 15 years? <laughs> Let's
1: count down the years. <laughs> Something like that. Let's hope 15 years.
0: <laughs> so first of all, we got our first look at the Winnebago intent. This is one of Winnebago's new budget. I use that word very loosely class A's and gosh the the outside styling on this thing is just so cool
1: it looked so good from the front
0: it's it's you know big and white and got a beautiful uh, cross hatch grill and really sleek and simple and uh, no swoops no swirls not that I have a problem with that I just don't think all RVs should have the same paint scheme. I think people should have options. And uh and man, I just think this is a cool looking one. Wasn't entirely as impressed on the inside. Uh the inside was okay, uh, but it was pretty much your standard fare for a motorhome of this budget. I thought maybe the styling on the inside might have reflected the outside a little bit more. Yeah. But um, but it's still nice.
1: hmm Yeah. I agree.
0: Then there are two luxury fifth wheels. If we want to really get up into oh my the, the good stuff that yeah. that we really uh, that we really enjoyed seeing.
1: These are my RVs right here. This is what this, this I is want. This is what we, what yeah, we want sure. to live in.
0: First, we really liked the Redwood thirty-eight eighty-one ES, and the ES stands for Executive Suite.
1: And when I walked in. And I saw that office, I saw that suite, I was sold. To have a dedicated space to work is awesome. There's a video that we did of jason sort of showing that and like my reaction to it that we'll link to in the show notes yeah Yeah, and i mean my enthusiasm was (laughs) through the roof for this
0: office bonus rooms are not a new thing in a fifth wheel but this one is is sort of not one of those rooms it's like okay it could be a bunk uh, it, it could be a little tiny desk. This is an office. It's an office with, with a fireplace. And well, there's a fireplace in there. There are glass windows to the outside. So you don't feel like you're cramped in this little room. You get to see the rest of your RV while you're inside working there on the phone, doing whatever you're doing. If you run a business, this thing would be really cool for that. And beyond the office space, it was just a really beautiful interior, really beautiful, solid wood um, I really like when they sort of frame out the ceiling you don't just have those uh, stickers or plastic transition strips between the ceiling panels yeah they actually frame it out with wood nice big wood header over the kitchen island I and thought really it was real beautiful s-
1: really sleek and modern to the patterns and the colors that they chose in there while still very neutral in tone had a very young, fresh feel to it that you could go in and customize and make that space your own without being married to whatever kind of crazy pattern they have picked to run across the backsplash or over the windows and very comfortable living space. I think you could probably have had five or six people in there each with their own space. Great setup for the television. Television was not set up over the back window, no, it was so off you, the side. Yeah, yeah, so you had that whole open, beautiful window to be able to enjoy the outside. Inside, huge fridge, it, huge I fridge. Mean, the
0: television was massive. Yeah, and you know what I love about the the electric fireplace, and in some some of them, you know, electric fireplaces can look, they all look phony. I mean, let's face it, they don't look like fires. They never look like fires. So I like when they sort of stylize them the, the a little bit. And don't pretend that they are actual fires. You know, you have sort of glass rock in the bottom or things like that to make them look a little bit more sleek and modern if you're going to have to have an electric fireplace. Yeah, I appreciate
1: when it doesn't look like fake brick.
0: Right, right. The and the the other fifth wheel, the other sort of luxury fifth wheel. And these are not they're not super high. I mean, they're they're over one hundred thousand. I think one I think this one was slightly under one hundred thousand show price. So yeah, not, not not terrible terrible, but there's no motor like <laughs> on a motorhome so.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the Redwood was under a 100 somewhere like around I think like 97 98,000. Really
0: liked the Redwoods in general. And then we really also liked the Montanas. And I've always liked the Montanas, but um particularly the Montana 3820FK. The FK stands for front kitchen. And that the front lofted area in this fifth wheel is a kitchen
1: this might have been my favorite rv that we saw at the entire show i really wish that i could have taken this design and somehow made it for a family of five because that front kitchen with that u-shaped dinette that had the big picture window behind it
0: the whole the whole nose of the rv is a is a dinette big big u-shape you could see six people there probably easily
1: There was so much counter space, an enormous refrigerator, great stove, oven, cooking area. It had a lovely hutch built in as well as you come up the stairs into the kitchen on the right side. There's this beautiful hutch. And it was just such a well laid out kitchen. And I wanted to just pick it up and take it into one of the trailers or the other fifth wheel we really liked because. I could absolutely cook in there. You could cook in there and we could all be in that space together and no one would be on top of each other.
0: Yeah. And then so because of this, you have the bedroom in the rear Mm -hmm. and uh, and that's a trade off. The living room space isn't enormous, but because you don't have the kitchen encroaching on the living room space, the kitchen is a separate entity, but you're overlooking the Mm -hmm. living room. So it feels like a separate thing. And then the bedroom space, because it's not in that loft in the back as the high ceilings. Uh, there's quite a bit of room back there. They take advantage of a lot of storage space in the bedroom area. You then also have a, a bathroom that is right by a door. This is a two door model. So you've got a bathroom that you just cross a hallway from a door to get into. And that's something that I really like. I, I don't really enjoy in fifth wheels when you have to go up the stairs to get to the bathroom, especially when, those stairs are carpeted. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they run the carpet all the way up the stairs, all the way back into the bedroom. And then if you have to, if you're outside doing whatever and you need to go in and use the bathroom, then you've got to take your shoes off to go up your carpeted stairs. Or in this model, you're just opening that second back door, walking right across and going into the bathroom. I thought this, this thing was perfect.
1: Absolutely. If there's anyone listening who is interested in a fifth wheel for two individuals, this is the model. You need to look at this stuck with me. It has stuck with me. I absolutely look forward to the day that Jason and I purchase something that we are purchasing for ourselves and our continued travels after our boys are older. This model will be something that I go for. And the
0: one big downfall of this one is there really is nothing other than maybe a convertible sofa for any anywhere for anybody else to sleep.
1: But that also could be a positive. Oops, sorry, <laughs> well, don't have anywhere. You're going to have to sleep in a tent. <laughs> I think
0: a lot of people get caught up when they buy an RV thinking, you know, their, their grandparents, they're thinking their grandkids might stay with them someday. Uh, and I think they don't often utilize those convertible dinettes and things. We get these, we sacrifice on these dinettes and making them something that can be slept in when we never use them. And
1: kids are awesome. Kids love love
0: tents. They love sleeping on the floor. They
1: love sleep. That's exactly what I was about to say. Kids are awesome and they love sleeping bags on the floor. And I'm thinking again of this Montana space, that living room. Absolutely. Three sleeping bags. Boom, boom, boom. Right there on the floor. Kids love that stuff. Our kids love when we let them sleep in the living room or make beds. You know, that is that's a kid thing. So Don't feel like you have to have a dedicated sleeping space for your grandkids or your nieces and nephews or whatever little. Don't
0: sacrifice living space for for something that you're rarely, rarely going to use. Absolutely. All right. That is sort of our rundown of the Mid-America RV show and some of the models that we really enjoyed. We're going to link to everything that we saw and liked in the show notes. And we hope you go and check them out over at com slash episode 26, our six-month anniversary.
1: Our six-month anniversary. And if you have been out to an RV show and there was something there that really stuck with you, let us know. Because, you know, we're not going to be able to make it to all of them. We're headed to Texas. We leave actually in just a few days. We leave on Saturday. And we're hoping that while we're down there, we're going to hit up maybe the Austin RV show and the Houston one as well. But I would love to hear what's exciting other people and look for those as we get to RV shows. So let us know what you're liking out there.
0: All right. Let's wrap this episode up with this week's brain teaser.
1: So we have a poem brain teaser this week.
0: Ooh, poetry. Everybody loves poetry.
1: We're getting fancy on our six-month anniversary. All right. Here we go. It's so strong. It does not break. It's so powerful, it penetrates a lake. Sometimes it's weak as a twig left out in the sun. It's so wonderful, it gives us the power to have fun. What is it? I do not know. <laughs> well, if you know, please email us the answer at editor at rvmiles.com, and we will put your name into a hat, a metaphorical hat and we will draw one random winner who will get the rv miles decal
0: yeah we just drop all the names into a supercomputer
1: and it it chooses for us (laughs) or we write them on a piece of paper fold it up and have one of the kids pick (laughs) that happens too
0: (laughs) okay thanks for joining us this week please make sure to Subscribe if you haven't already. Please make sure to give us a five-star rating if you are willing to do so. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RV Miles.
1: Yeah, and we look forward to sharing another six months with you. And uh, the next time you hear from us, we will be in the great state of Texas. And hopefully, Texas, you get your act together.
0: Yeah, it's below freezing in Houston right now. Houston.
1: Yeah, we're going (laughs) to... We're gonna need to see a man about some warmer weather because it has been frigid cold here in Kansas City for weeks on end and I am over it. So anyway, we will see you guys next week. Keep logging those RV miles.
0: Bye.